Hallo, ik ben Martijn Graat en dit is Does Logistics Matter? Een podcast over trends en innovaties in supply chain en logistics. Answering yes to the question today is Gert-Jan Janssen, founder and CEO of Rotate. In this episode we talk about the current state of the air freight industry, how to prevent death by dashboard, the importance of actionable data and how to improve day-to-day commercial decision making. Gert-Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, the first thing, well, I always uh, start with, this, the, with the same first question, uh, but I'm going to address something, uh, something else first uh, uh, today. Um, your name, which is Gert-Jan. Uh, my name is Martijn. Uh, we are both Dutch and have very Dutch names. Now, my name translates pretty easily uh, into uh, Martin, which, which uh, is usually how I'm called uh, when, I, uh, when I go abroad. But, um, you know, how do people uh, uh, handle Gert-Jan? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, first, I wish if my parents would have would have realized how much travel I would do in my life, I, I, I would hope they would have given me a different name. <laughs> But, um, and so, yeah, when I introduce myself, I always wonder, like, what should I do? Should I say, my name is Gert-Jan? Or should I say, my name is Gert-Jan or, you know, something like that? And I always choose to say, my name is Gert-Jan, because otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to assume that my 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 the conversation partner is not able to pronounce yeah. Gertjan, and I I would rather not. So I'm keeping it at Gertjan, but I listen to Gert, Gertjan, Janssen San in Japan. Um, so <laughs> Mooi, Janssen San. Ways of doing that. Nice, nice. Okay, so um, then we come to the to the first question of the podcast, which is always: Does logistics matter? Yeah, Martijn, and maybe for this purpose, I, I, hey, when, when, when coming here by train this morning, I, I realized that looking at your history of all the podcasts that you do, um, you know, yes, logistics matters, but it, it, to me it was sort of surprising that, that Air Cargo was actually not ma- sort of a major component of the series so far. And, and so I would say, yeah, logistics matters, but for the sake of this one, uh, <laughs> maybe we rebranded as Air Cargo Matters um, because that's, that's, that's the part of logistics that I, that I think that I you know, know quite a bit of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and uh, as we, we just already mentioned, and I, I think that it's a number that many people will know, but 35% of global trade by value um, travels by air. Um, yeah. and 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 you know you know so so and and retail commerce manufacturing without without their cargo um you know is nowhere um and and so yeah it is indeed true when you read about logistics or when you hear about logistics it's a lot about trucking it's a lot about last mile um it's a lot about warehousing um supply chain but hey air cargo is such a critical component mm-hmm. of that entire supply chain that which really matters Um, so so glad that that I got this opportunity to talk a little bit about the topic with you today. Uh, well, you're right, Gertjan. Uh, uh, air freight definitely has uh, um, uh, not had the attention it deserved uh, in in the in the podcast. My own um, experience is in warehousing, and I've uh, dealt with different modalities uh, across my logistics career. Uh, air freight hasn't been one of them, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's the reason. Um, Um, how did you end up in logistics, and and especially, let me say, how did you up in air freight, or did I mean, did you start in air freight, or did you start in logistics and then discovered air freight? It, it's like many things in life; it's pure coincidence. I mm-hmm. guess it was a 
I've studied industrial engineering and management science in Eindhoven. Yeah. Um, so I, I was into numbers um, and mathematics and statistics and all of that. Um, and I had a graduation project at KLM Cargo. Ah, okay. Um, I had to do a, I, I was building a, a forecasting system for uh, air cargo bookings mm-hmm. um, 25 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe longer, <laughs> thirty years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and so and so after after a very brief stay in, in KLM, um, I, I went to a small Dutch consulting company. Um, but together with myself, two other people from KLM Cargo left. Um, so we we started with the three of us. We got a cargo consulting project. We got another cargo consulting project, and before you know. You have a cargo consulting practice, um, and and that's what I've been doing since. Yeah. So you've been advising uh, air freight companies uh, on on well all sorts of matters, strategic, tactical. Yeah. Uh, can, yeah. Can, can you give some examples? Yeah. Of the type can't, 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 can't mention names. No, but no, no. But the, but the two the two my two biggest uh, the two biggest things are airlines, indeed. And mm-hmm. I was doing account. Um, for another purpose this week, I think that I've helped uh, close to 40 airlines indeed with wow. uh, strategy-related yeah. questions. Um, and in terms for airlines, it often has to do with, with you know, what aircraft should we fly? Uh, how many freighters should we have? What network should we do? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, partnerships, does it make sense? Um, should we, you know, invest, divest? Um, but also much more tactical topics like how to earn more from the fleet and the network that we have. Yeah. Do we have the right pricing? Do we have the right revenue management? How should we improve that? Um, so that's much of the things that I've done for airlines. Um, and then uh, airports and governments is also one of the, the, the key things. Yeah. I've been helping the governments of Singapore, Hong Kong, well, actually also Schiphol in the past with cargo strategies for the airports um, and, for instance, for Singapore, for the country. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I guess I guess we could say uh, that you are a <laughs> air freight specialist. Then, yeah, yeah. What what I uh, uh, one of the things that I uh, discovered about air freight uh, in the past years, uh, and I had no idea about this, but that a quite a large percentage of air freight is not transported by air freighters. So um, uh, a lot of the cargo goes into the, uh, into the is a belly hold the right uh, yeah. word? Into to, to the belly hold of passenger aircraft, which made um, uh, the whole situation for air freight very interesting, uh, to, I guess to say it lightly, uh, when COVID hit and suddenly passenger aircraft were all grounded. I yeah. mean, they were actually uh, converting uh, I mean, I've seen pictures of uh, uh, boxes being strapped into uh, uh, regular uh, seats in 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 passenger aircraft uh, to use them as freighters because there was not enough uh, capacity. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, traditionally, so pre-COVID, traditionally the mix was a little bit 50-50. So mm-hmm. 50% of the cargo would fly in the bellies um, of the passenger aircraft. Yeah. Um, and 50% would fly... Um, in in dedicated freighter aircraft. So yeah, indeed, when you take 50% of the capacity out, then you have a problem, um, yeah. which is for a very large part behind, you know, the surges in yields and prices that we have seen in the last so many years. Um, but thankfully that has, well, thankfully, <laughs> different people will have different opinions on that. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> thankfully things have normalized uh, yeah. quite a bit since then. But uh, yeah, 
no, indeed. And has there always been, um, is, is, has um, uh, supply and demand of air freight capacity, is that always uh, a pretty balanced thing or, or are there uh, huge swings in, uh, in supply and demand? Yeah, well, no, over, over a long period of time, demand and supply, if you would look at the growth factors of both, over yeah. a long period of time, you know, both of them will, will almost by design, will, will almost by design be roughly equal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the it's the price that will it's it's the price that will adjust for the underlying differences. Yeah. So take 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 COVID. I mean, if you look at the period of COVID, well, COVID is slightly different. But even in COVID, growth of demand, growth of supply, you know, overall is is fairly stable. You know, typically aircrafts are full. Yeah. Um, and and but there was underlying there was much more underlying demand. Which is why prices would go up. Yes. Um, you know, at times, and that's a in a, a time period that we're now entering, when when the underlying demand is less than capacity, then then prices will go down. So yeah. overall, demand and supply will balance out, but it's the price that will fluctuate and that will adjust for the differences, the underlying differences between the two. Okay. Um, what are some of the other major um, uh, factors impacting uh, the air freight uh, industry currently? Well. Um, I th- I I I think we are at a I think we are at a um, turning point um, yeah. indeed again. Um, I think it's quite clear that um, that a, a quite significant long period with with elevated prices um, prices are still above what they used to be in two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. but that has ended. Um, and if if you now look and if you look at a very long period of time, then then air cargo is typically a good predictor for how global economies will develop. So okay. typically, cargo goes down before a GDP or before general economies in the world will go down. Mm-hmm. And and so if the last few months of air cargo is that is if that is a if that's a leading indicator for what the economy is going to do the next half year, that's 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 not good news because the cargo okay. market. Has been been going been been going down quite quite substantially. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how it's all going to play out. Um, unfortunately, I would almost say, you know, memory is not great. So so people um, people people tend to forget how things used to be, um, and 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 people, in my opinion, at least, too quickly um, adjust to new normals. Yeah, you know, they they. Have forgotten that until 2019, cargo was actually—it's a real fun business, and it's a super interesting business, and it's a really critical business for the for the world. Mm-hmm. But for an airline, it was like hard work um, in order to be profitable. Okay. And during the COVID period, all of that was gone. Lots of money was made, hugely profitable, um, and and uh, many people, even you know, CEOs that I that 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 I meet. Aren't used to that period before 2019, and 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 they think that um, you know there's 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 no limit. So people have been ordering planes in the last many years in in numbers where I think like, okay, guys, what are we going to do with all these planes in a few yeah. years from now? So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out. Um, but 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 coming forward, I'm 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 a bit worried. Maybe that's too big of a word, but I'm certainly going to be curious if if we are. Um, as a as a whole, not going to get too much capacity again, um, which is going to be problematic for 
profitability of the entire industry. Yeah. Um, how does uh, sustainability tie into this? Because if we look at, at road freight, we see, um, uh, well, definitely we see cleaner engines, but we also see hydrogen trucks, we see electric trucks. Um, um, but I guess, you know, if you look at the, the large flows of goods, uh, take containers, it's really difficult to uh, to make that sustainable because you know you can't put a battery on a container ship, and I'm guessing that um, for quite some time in the future the same problem is there when you look at um, uh, at air uh, at at airplanes. Yeah, well, hey, I I think above all maybe air cargo as an industry can do a better job in branding what it is doing on sustainability, and yeah. I'm not an I'm not an expert in that. Let let me say that for sure, um, but I am positively surprised. Um, about what's happening and 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 if you look at the new uh, aircraft um, they are so much better and more efficient than the aircraft that we used to have yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't only go for the freighter so so a new generation freighter is is hugely more fuel efficient than the 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 freighters that it replaces yeah um, but it's also related for instance with those belly aircraft so those passenger aircrafts that we're flying in um, if you if you fly in a, in a Dreamliner or a seven eight seven or you know latest triple seven, you know those those aircrafts will will have much larger cargo capacity below uh, the seats than than the, the aircraft that they replace. Mm -hmm. So you know a the engines are more efficient, um, but b we're putting much more cargo in those planes. Yeah, um, and and with that, yeah, the overall implication on on environment is also going to be, um, yeah much better than it than it than it used to be. There's 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 a increasing amount of attention to it. You know, what we are seeing now is that there's much more interest um, into it. Mm -hmm. So the biggest the big forwarders, uh, when they are making their capacity purchases, they will certainly look at um, yeah. what what is the the footprint, what's the 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 the, the carbon efficiency of the different routes that it can take. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, the companies that uh, um, it's called Cargo AI it's a sister company to Rotate, um, of yeah. which I'm the CEO. Um, that company is is like a booking portal um, for a cargo booking. So if you're a forwarder, you can you go go check and and see if you want to fly from Johannesburg to Tokyo. What are the alternatives? Mm -hmm. um, and and they will also look at what are the different aircrafts that are being flown on the different stretches. And and you will see. Okay, I can go for this cheaper flight, but if I'm going to take those cheaper flights, then I'm going to spend fourteen percent more. CO2 on the journey. So so yeah. that and I'm and I'm not saying that you know likely majority of the forwarders will still pick the cheaper price. Yes. But that these things are going to be visible and transparent now um is certainly different than than a few years ago. Um, yeah, so the, probably the, the, the over the years to come that will change, right? I mean that that uh, I I think that um uh, uh, on the the especially on the consumer side they will demand uh, that companies uh, get more sustainable, uh, and there's a, a few ways how you can do that. You can make, you can make your products more sustainable, uh, but I think st it's still about a third of the carbon footprint comes from transporting the goods. So, so they may well just demand that their uh, that their stuff. Yes, it's coming by plane, but it should come in the cleanest way uh, possible. Yeah, yeah, and and again, there there's a lot of attention to that. And I'm not the expert, but you can see mm -hmm. it. You can see it. In what other forwarders are asking. You can see it in, for instance, how KLM Lufthansa, how they are working on sustainable aviation fuels. Um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of activity in that field. So um, 
looking at uh, looking at sustainability does uh, does does data and ai uh, uh, does that have a, a large impact um yeah well data data um, certainly is an interesting topic um also certainly for um, sustainability mm-hmm. um but i think it's a bit i think it's a bit the, the impact of data is a bit should should be looked at in a much broader way no obviously um and and i i also that's also one of the things that i at least hope that is going to change and i'm quite sure that that's going to change in the, in the last few years if hey and i'm 25 years in the business if i look at, mm-hmm. at 20 years ago there was no there was hardly any data there was no there was no information about there was hardly any information about markets when 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 airlines were making decisions on on routes or planes or networks mm-hmm. um, you know they would look at yesterday's load factor and they would make the decision you know these days there's so much information available um, you know either from the market or data that companies have themselves mm-hmm. um, you know through their reservation systems or the booking portals or you know what have you uh, but i think that if we're going to be brutally honest and i don't know if this is i actually doubt if this is specifically specific only to air cargo but if you would look at how certainly the cargo industry is actually using all of that information um that is that is fairly limited so there's there's a lot of data available on everything including sustainability mm-hmm. there's a lot of data available but the the actual usage of it um is not is not great uh, okay. what what you'll see is that every airline um every forward or every airline you know the more data the more dashboards um, yeah you know five years ago we were talking about that by powerpoint um, uh, you know i, I could <laughs> yeah. argue that these days we have a death, death by dashboard death and, by dashboard nice and, and, yeah and the bigger the bigger the meeting room and the bigger the television screen the more data is going to be thrown <laughs> at those screens <laughs> yeah um but it 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 totally lacks the, it totally lacks the so what um so so what are we going to do now yeah. how can we make things better how can we be more efficient that is that is lacking um, yeah and 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 i think that is broader for data sustainability certainly one but also just general market numbers on 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 prices yields load factors you know what have you um and i think that that's an opportunity as a as an industry uh, you know we need to do better you can tie it back to sustainability you can yeah. say hey a cargo is required that's a guarantee as long as we like uh you know to have the fruits that we eat and the, the flowers at all times of the year when we like the, the shirts and the, the the fashion and the technology yep. that we Chicago is is here Chicago is important so then let's all collectively make sure that we do it in the most efficient manner um, um and in and in the best manner and that and that means taking all that data that is available and turning that data into action so so not only looking at it but but actually you know make sure that it drives um the decision making processes um, in 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 the in the Chicago industry and that's lacking so so uh, last week i i spoke to uh, two people from uh, the tln who is the, what what uh, that's the the dutch uh, trade association for the transport and logistics industry um and and i spoke to them about uh, about data and um uh, especially i in the road freight uh, industry data is extremely fragmented uh, also in in uh, in warehousing um 
um, uh, there's uh, many different systems and every software operator has its own uh, way of, of processing data and labeling data. And the same goes for, uh, for all these uh, uh, retail companies that uh, ship all the goods. Uh, the same goes for uh, transportation companies that use these systems. Everybody is naming everything something else. How is uh, uh, how is standardization in data in in the air freight industry? Well, <clears throat> my 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 personal interest and and my company's interest is is more on the commercial side of things. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of work when it comes to commercial decision making, better pricing, better revenue management, better account management, and again making sure that all the data that is available, that that is going to be translated into actions that salespeople can take and that, that organizations can take. Um, I, I I don't feel that on the commercial side of things, and of course, you can always do better, but I think that the, the, the challenge on the commercial side of things is more, okay, it may be fragmented um, and, and, and it may be, it may have different names, you know, across different organizations but it shouldn't be an excuse in order to actually go do something with that stuff that is yeah. not being done at the moment. So I, I, I think, of course, you can make a, a wish list of you want to have more data and better data and more real time and even more real time. And, and, and that is all true. And, and I don't think that as an industry, you know, one should, one should stop trying to get to that better data position. But I think it can also be an excuse to you know, not using it for the moment. So, so on the commercial yeah. side, I would say, yeah, of course, there's a wish list and data and information can always be better. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I think the 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 there's there's more than sufficient data and information available. Let's make sure that that is going to be driving actual decision making, as opposed to even larger dashboards um, and and more data being pulled on those. Um, on the operational side, that's a whole different spectrum, but I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm less, less aware of that. But on the commercial side, I would say, yeah, yeah, again, there, there's, um, there's more than enough to improve decision making. So let's do that. So and how how does that work? Do you have some examples of how uh, yeah, how how you can uh, how you can uh, turn data into uh, actionable data? Yeah. yeah. So so so. So how how airlines typically how airlines typically work is that at at a head office level there's a lot of information there's a lot of data mm -hmm. um, people will have information about the market um, about load factors uh, market sizes trends yields you know the works yeah they will have information as well about the internal operation on on, on load factors and loadings and booking profiles and what what have you um, and they will. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that every airline will do it like this, but they will create huge pivot tables in Excel um, and they will send these pivot tables to, ex to salespeople around the world and ask them to, hey, here's, here's, here's interesting data, you know, take them to your advantage, uh, do the analysis and, and you know, go yeah. sell stuff differently. That is not going to work. Salespeople no. are salespeople. And this is a little bit what we mean with, with turn data into action. The, the data is there. But what action should we take? And one of the things that we are developing right now is 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 an algorithm whereby we are going to look at all that data, um, and and different from giving a sales guy all that data, we are telling the sales guy like, hey, there should be an opportunity to sell more 
Kuhn and Nagel on day four between Johannesburg and Tokyo. Um, and we mm. would recommend this price. Um, and, you know, see it as a, see it as a, you know, one of our clients was um, jokingly referring it to as, as, as Tinder, as sort of Tinder for air cargo. However, <laughs> yeah, by our nice. algorithm is going to generate a lot of sales leads. Yeah. And a local sales guy can look at the sales leads. So he will see the actual initiative. He can click on the initiative or she can click on the initiative and then we'll see why we think the initiative is what it is mm-hmm. and why it should be day four and why it should be Kudenagel, purely as an example, huh? mm-hmm. and why it should be this yield. Um, but it's the other way around. We start with the action, we start with the initiative, and then a, a sales guy can always you know, look into the numbers and see whether it makes sense, yes or no. And if it makes sense, you know, it's going to get a you know, swipe left or swipe right. I don't know which one yeah. the, 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 the Tinder <laughs> is, but you know, he likes them or he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also from that action, our algorithms will learn. Um, and and improve um, so that it's going to be able to give better initiatives, you know, over time. But so this so this is an example of 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 turning the things the other way around. Um, we don't throw data to salespeople, but we wanna we wanna we wanna show actions, um, actionable things that someone can do in their day to day. Yeah, Gert-Jan, I, I I agree when you say that uh, data needs to be more action, actionable. There's a there's a huge focus on data, and I I absolutely love your death by dashboards uh, 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 quote. Um, if uh, we are talking about actionable data, I'm going to ask you actionable advice. Now, um, what's your actionable advice? For um, let's say the, the CEO of a uh, of an airline that has a lot of freight to uh, transport, or or maybe the CEO of a company that is in need of a lot of air freight. Yeah, yeah. The 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 first example is for me easier to answer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an airline guy. Um, that's in all fairness also a little bit more where my sympathy lies. Hey, they they run the risk of uh, they run the risk of the assets. Um, so so I'm. I'm you know, keen certainly keen to help them. Um, yeah, what would I what would I say? I I think there's 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 a few things. I think one is, I I do hope that people remember that looking at capacity in a conservative way mm-hmm. is a smart thing to do. Um, I I fear that in the last few years. Too many people have thought that Ergago is going to be this new profit center and that that, that is something that, that that they should invest heavily in new aircraft, um, you know, for that. And I'm I'm not saying that that shouldn't have happened, um, but 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 being prudent on that capacity investment, mm-hmm. buying new airplanes, I think that that's important. So I, I, I wish, I hope that we're going to keep that Discipline. Maybe that's the best word. Capacity discipline. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's 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 treat it carefully. Um, you know, that's one. Um, and and then and then secondly, for for an airline, the commercial side is really important. Um, many of those organizations are already so lean um, that there's that there's very few things that 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 can be done. Mm-hmm. But on the commercial decision making, things can be done much better. Yeah. Um, the, as, we, as we've discussed, the data is there, the tools are there, solutions are there, providers are there. Um, 
make make sure that you that you start using that. Um, it may not be perfect, um, and and we should still continue to to shoot for the moon in order to get the perfect information and the perfect solutions and the and the perfect everything. But for God's sake, let's not stop you from acting right now. Um, and 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 yeah, hey, ideally, of course, work with Rotate in in order to um, uh, get solutions and tools that help you do better commercial decision making. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Gert-Jan, uh, for uh, uh, explaining more uh, to me and to the listeners uh, about how uh, air freight works. Um, you, you said uh, shoot for the moon. Now, there's a lot of uh, uh, space freight initiatives uh, going on. Uh, do you have any ambitions to, uh, to be a, a specialist in, uh, in that as well? Because I guess if it's going to the moon, it's also air freight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, um, no, not yet, my thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be your moonshot, then. <laughs> That'll be your moonshot. Thank you, Gert-Jan. Pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter? For more on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics, visit our blog on logisticsmatter.com. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please send an email to podcast at logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ragaman and produced by Michael Spengler. This episode was supported by Rotate. Rotate helps airlines turn data into action and improve day-to-day commercial decision-making. Rotate combines state-of-the-art market data, cloud-based tools and analytics with expert support and training. For more information, visit letsrotate.com.